0: Welcome to Episode 72 of the Wiccan Read-Along Podcast. This is your host, Phoenix the Reader. It's Sunday, February 10th, 2019, and the moon is currently waxing. This week, we're continuing Chapter 3 of The Spiral Dance, A Rebirth of the Ancient Religion of the Great Goddess by Starhawk. A coven becomes a safe space in which members feel free to release their inhibitions, laugh dance act silly burst into song chant spontaneous poetry make bad puns and let younger self come out and play only then can the higher states of awareness be reached many techniques have been developed to drop the sensor of talking self and to let the inner voice speak freely nudity is one such technique When we take off our clothes, we drop our social masks, our carefully groomed self-images. We become open. The mystical meaning of the naked human body is truth. Different people need different levels of private space. While some romp happily on nude beaches, others cannot feel comfortable naked until trust has been built over a long period of time. In our covens, public rituals are always clothed. If guests invited to private sky clad ceremonies feel uncomfortable disrobing, they are welcome to wear whatever they like. Vulnerability cannot be forced on anyone except destructively. Here is one of the exercises we use to begin opening the inner voice and releasing the blocks to expression. Exercise 8 Word Association Trance Everyone should lie down and position themselves comfortably. Turn off the lights. Begin with a group breath, exercise four. When everyone is relaxed, proceed. Now we're going to go around the circle clockwise. I'll start by saying a word, and the next person will say the first word that pops into her mind. Then the person after that will respond to her word, and so on, around the circle. Don't think about the word. Just relax, breathe deep, and let it come. Start. The sequence might go like this. Green, pea, soup, hot, cold, ice, snow, white, black, bird, fly, sky, starry, night, dark. After a few rounds, now we're each going to repeat the last person's word before we add our own. The sequence might go like this. Dark, cave. Cave, berry. Berry, deep. Deep, sea. Sea, wave. Wave, flag. Flag, star. Star, light. Light, ray. Ray, sun. After a few rounds, now we're each going to repeat the last two words before adding our own. Now the sequence might run like this. Ray sunshine, sunshine day, shine day forever, day forever night, forever night sky, night sky star, sky star light. This is an actual invocation we use, which was created by a group during this exercise. As the trance continues, words become entities in themselves. The combinations form constantly shifting scenes which flash vividly before the inner eye. Gradually, the cycle may die away, and people simply describe what they see. I see a dark sky dotted with a million stars. One of them shoots across the sky. I see a blazing comet with a golden tail trailing behind. I see a trailing peacock's tail with iridescent eyes. I see an eye looking at me. I see a face The Dark Face of a Beautiful Woman Descriptions may be elaborate or simple. Some may obtain striking visions, others hear sounds or voices, or feel new sensations. A few people may drift off to sleep. After a time, the group will fall silent, each member floating in her own vision. Allow time for everyone to fully experience her inner world, then say, Now breathe deeply and say farewell to your visions. In a moment, we're going to open our eyes and awaken fully and completely, feeling refreshed and renewed. When I count to three, we will open our eyes and wake up. Now take a deep breath. Inhale, exhale, one, two, three. Open your eyes and awaken refreshed and renewed. It is extremely important to bring everyone fully back into ordinary consciousness. Turn on the lights and change the atmosphere completely. Share food and drink, but not alcohol. Move around and talk. Otherwise, participants may remain slightly entranced, a condition that becomes draining and depressing. This is especially good for opening up the creative imagination and could be used in art or writing classes as well as in covens. Ritual is partly a matter of performance, of theater. Some people delight in this aspect of witchcraft, others become shy and frozen in front of a group. The quieter coveners, however, may channel power in other ways. Brooke, for example, rarely wants to cast the circle or invoke the goddess, but when she chants, her voice, ordinarily pleasant but unremarkable, becomes an eerie, more-than-human channel for power. Magical training varies greatly from coven to coven, but its purpose is always the same, to open up the starlight consciousness, the other way of knowing that belongs to the right hemisphere and allows us to make contact with the divine within. The beginner must develop four basic abilities, relaxation, concentration, visualization, and projection. Relaxation is important because any form of tension blocks energy. Muscular tension is felt as mental and emotional stress, and emotional stresses cause physical and muscular tension and dis-ease. Power trying to move through a tense body is like an electric current trying to force its way through a line of resistors. Most of the juice is lost along the way. Physical relaxation also seems to change brain wave patterns and activate centers that aren't ordinarily used. Exercise 9. Relaxation. This can be done in a group, alone, or with a partner. Begin by lying down on your back. Do not cross your limbs. Loosen any tight clothing. In order to know how relaxation feels, we must first experience tension. We are going to tense all the muscles of the body one by one and keep them tense until we relax our entire bodies with one breath. Don't clench the muscles so they cramp, just tense them lightly. Start with your toes. Tense the toes in your right foot and now your left foot. Tense your right foot and your left foot, your right ankle and your left ankle. Continue throughout the whole body part by part. From time to time, remind the group to tense any muscles that they have let slack. Now tense your scalp. Your whole body is tense. Feel the tension in every part. Tense any muscles that have gone slack. Now take a deep breath, inhale, pause, exhale, and relax. Relax completely. You are completely and totally relaxed in a sing-song tone. Your fingers are relaxed and your toes are relaxed. Your hands are relaxed and your feet are relaxed. Your wrists are relaxed and your ankles are relaxed. And so on throughout the entire body. Periodically pause and say, You are completely and totally relaxed. Completely and totally relaxed. Your body is light. It feels like water, like it is melting into the earth. Allow yourself to drift and float peacefully in your state of relaxation. If any worries or anxieties disturb your peace, imagine they drain from your body like water and melt into the earth. Feel yourself being healed and renewed. Remain in deep relaxation for 10 to 15 minutes. It is good to practice this exercise daily until you can relax completely simply by lying down and letting go, without needing to go through the entire process. People who have difficulty sleeping will find this extremely helpful. However, do not allow yourself to drift off into sleep. You are training your mind to remain in a relaxed but alert state. Later, you will use this state for trance work, which will be much more difficult if you are not in the habit of staying awake. If you practice this at night before sleeping, Sit up, open your eyes, and consciously end the exercise before dozing. Many of the other exercises can be most effectively practiced in a state of deep relaxation. Experiment to find what works best for you. Visualization is the ability to see, hear, feel, touch, and taste with the inner senses. Our physical eyes do not see. They merely transmit nerve impulses touched off by light stimuli to the brain. It is the brain that sees, and it can see inner images as clearly as those in the outer world. In dreams, all five senses are vivid. With practice, most people can develop the ability to use the inner senses vividly while awake. Some people naturally see images. Others may hear or feel impressions. A few people find it difficult or impossible to visualize but most find the facility will improve with exercise. Visualization is important because it is through internal images and sensations that we communicate with younger self and the deep self. When the inner senses are fully awake, we may see visions of extraordinary beauty, smell the blossoms of the isle of apples, taste ambrosia and hear the songs of the gods. Exercise 10, grounding and centering. Before beginning visualization practice, we should ground and center ourselves. This is again one of the basic techniques of magical work. Grounding means to establish an energy connection with the earth. The tree of life exercise is one method of grounding. Another is to visualize a cord or pole extending from the base of your spine into the center of the Earth. Center yourself by aligning your body along its center of gravity. Breathe from your center, from your diaphragm and abdomen. Feel energy flow up from the Earth and fill you. Grounding is important because it allows you to draw on the Earth's vitality, rather than depleting your own. When channeling energy, it serves as a psychic lightning rod Forces run through you into the earth, rather than burning out your mind and body. Exercise 11, Simple Visualizations. This exercise is for those of you who have difficulty visualizing. Ground and center. Close your eyes and imagine that you are looking at a white wall or a blank screen. Practice visualizing simple geometric forms, a line, a dot, a circle, a triangle, an ellipse, and so on. When you are able to see the forms clearly, visualize the screen in color red, yellow, blue, orange, green, violet, and black in turn. It may help to look at a colored object with your eyes open first, then close your eyes and mentally see the color. Finally, Practice visualizing the geometric forms in various colors. Change the colors and forms until you can mentally picture them at will. Exercise 12, the apple. Visualize an apple, hold it in your hands, turn it around, feel it. Feel the shape, the size, the weight, the texture. Notice the color, the reflection of light on its skin, Bring it up to your nose and smell it. Bite into it. Taste it. Hear the crunch as your teeth sink in. Eat the apple. Feel it slide down your throat. See it grow smaller. When you have eaten it down to the core, let it disappear. Repeat with other foods. Ice cream cones are also excellent subjects. Exercise 13, the pentacle. Visualize a line of flickering blue flame like a gas flame from a Bunsen burner. Now mentally draw a pentacle, a five-pointed star with one point up, in the invoking direction, starting at the top and moving down to the left. Watch it form out of the blue flame. Hold the image in your mind for a few moments. Now retrace it in the banishing direction, starting at the lower left-hand corner and moving up. As you do so, watch it disappear. Practice until it comes to you easily. This visualization is part of casting a circle. Exercise 14, the knot. Visualize yourself tying a knot, any knot you can tie easily in reality. Try not to see a mental picture of yourself from outside. Instead, put yourself in the picture. See your hands moving and feel the string Feel every movement you would make, then draw the knot closed and feel the string pull taut. This visualization is used to bind spells. More complex visualizations are given in later chapters. Concentration is the ability to focus on an image, thought, or task to narrow one's field of awareness and shut out distractions. Like a muscle, it grows stronger with exercise. Many people today practice forms of Eastern meditation, yoga, zen, transcendental meditation, which are excellent for developing concentration. The more you practice the visualizations, the easier it is to concentrate on the images. The following three exercises will help improve your inner focus. Exercise 15, candle gazing. In a quiet, darkened room, light a candle. Ground and center and gaze quietly at the candle. Breathe deeply and let yourself feel warmed by the light of the candle. Let its peaceful radiance fill you completely. As thoughts surface in your mind, experience them as if they came from outside. Do not let the flame split into a double image. Keep your eyes focused. Remain for at least five to ten minutes then relax. Exercise 16, the diamond. Again, light a candle in a dim, quiet room. Ground and center. Gaze at the candle and visualize a diamond in the center of your forehead, between and just above your eyebrows. The diamond reflects the light of the candle, and the candle reflects the light of the diamond. Feel the reverberation of energy. Hold for at least 5 to 10 minutes, then relax. Exercise 17, Mirror, Mirror. Ground and center. In a mirror, gaze into your own eyes. Focus your attention on the space between them. Repeat your own name to yourself over and over. Again, as thoughts surface, experience them as if they were outside you. After 5 to 10 minutes, relax. Projection is the ability to send out energy. It comes quite naturally to most people once they are aware of its feel. Projection is also used in another sense to mean the ability to travel out of body. That form of projection will be discussed in Chapter 9. In the Tree of Life exercise and during the group breath and power chant, we have already experienced what it feels like to send out energy. Here are two other exercises. Exercise 18, the rock. Ground and center. Imagine that you are standing on the seashore, looking out over the waves. In your strongest hand, you hold a heavy rock. Pick it up, inhale, and as you exhale, let it fly. Watch it splash into the sea just below the horizon. Now look up again. Realize that you can see a horizon twice as far away. Mentally stretch to see it. In your hand, you hold a rock twice as large as the first. Again, take a deep breath, and as you exhale, throw with all your might. Watch it splash into the far waves. Once again, look up and realize that you can see a horizon twice as far away again. In your hand, you hold a rock twice as heavy Take one more deep breath, and as you exhale, throw hard. Watch it splash. Practice this exercise until you can feel the release of power that goes with the rock. Exercise 19, the hammer. Ground and center. Visualize a heavy hammer in your hand. A stubborn nail is sticking out of a board in front of you. With all your strength, drive the nail into the board. Repeat doing it three times in all. Covens have many different ways of taking on new members. Some hold open classes or study groups. We prefer to have initiates take on individual apprentices. Each newcomer gets individualized instruction tailored to her particular needs. And each coven member has a chance to be in authority and is forced to conceptualize their own knowledge of the craft in order to teach it. Apprentices and their teachers develop a strong bond so each newcomer feels she has a special relationship to one group member. Apprentices also develop a bond with each other as a group. They attend rituals together so that nobody has to be the only new kid on the block. When I train an apprentice, I think of myself as being somewhat like a dance teacher. I suggest a regular discipline including many of the exercises in this chapter, the basic bar work of magic. Also, I try to identify areas of weakness and imbalance, and prescribe corrective exercises. For example, for one student whose mind continually wanders, I might suggest concentration practice. For Paul, on the other hand, who studied for years with a sect of Buddhists and can, in his own words, bore holes through walls, I suggested daily jogging. During rituals, apprentices have a chance to combine skills learned in solitary practice into an intricate dance of power with the coven and each other. As a basic daily discipline, I recommend three things. The first is regular physical exercise. The importance of this cannot be overstressed. Unfortunately, it is one of the hardest things to get people to do. The craft tends to attract mental and spiritual types rather than brawny athletes, but magic and psychic work require tremendous vitality, literally the energy of the wraith, of younger self. That vitality is replenished and renewed by physical activity, much as the motion of an automobile's wheels turns the generator, which recharges the batteries. Too much mental and spiritual work that is not balanced by physical exercise drains our etheric batteries. Yoga is sometimes good, but it is usually taught as a spiritual discipline that opens the psychic centers, rather than increasing physical vitality. For our purposes, jogging, swimming, bicycling, tennis, or roller skating are better. Something active and enjoyable that gets us out into the elements. Witches who are physically disabled can find a regime appropriate to their needs and abilities. If you can spend some time each day outdoors on the grass or under a tree where you can soak up elemental energies, you will reap many of the same benefits as the marathon runners. The second thing I recommend for students is daily relaxation practice and a daily meditation, visualization, or concentration exercise. These often change as the student develops. Some people practice several at once, but one is enough. Too many are cumbersome. At one point in my own training, I woke up in the morning and did a trance exercise at my typewriter for up to an hour, then 20 minutes of yoga, including meditations on the four elements and the circle visualization in Chapter 4. Later in the day, I practiced deep relaxation and a lying-down trance. At night, I did a candle-gazing, a water-purification, and a variety of personal spells. Unfortunately, I had very little time left for actually living. After a few weeks, I decided that moderation was the essence of wisdom, in magic as in other things. The third practice I suggest is the keeping of a magical diary called A Book of Shadows. Traditionally, this was the recipe book of rituals, spells, chants, and incantations, hand-copied by each witch from her teacher. Today, although I blush to admit it, such information is generally Xeroxed for coven distribution. The Book of Shadows is more of a personal journal. It may include descriptions of rituals, records of dreams, reactions to exercises, poems, stories, and trance journeys. Solitary witches can use their book of shadows to develop some of the objectivity that generally comes from working in a coven. Trances and meditations can be written out in the journal. Tristine Rayner, in The New Diary, even describes techniques for using journal writing to remember past lives. Womb, Support Group, Magical Training College, and Community of Friends. The coven is the heart of the craft. Within the circle, each which is trained to develop her inner power, her integrity of mind, body, and spirit. Like families, covens sometimes have their squabbles. But whenever the circle is cast, whenever they raise the cone and call on the gods together, they recognize in each other the goddess, the god, the life spirit of all. And so, when every initiate is challenged at the gate to the circle, she speaks the only password, perfect love, and perfect trust. That's the end of Chapter 3 of The Spiral Dance by Starhawk. Next time, we will start reading Chapter 4, Creating Sacred Space. If you'd like to email me, I'm at phoenixthereader at gmail.com. On Twitter, I'm at Wiccan Podcast. If you'd like to donate to help me cover the cost of books and my monthly SoundCloud subscription, please visit GoFundMe.com Wicca. Thank you for your support. And thank you so much for listening to the Wiccan Read-Along Podcast. This is Phoenix the Reader signing out. Blessed be.